0: I'm Stanley Wiggins.
1: And this is Black Black Hipster, hipster. where we talk about Black pop culture, gay pop culture, and sometimes other shit. shit. So today, Stanley, I do want to talk to... I've been debating with some people on LinkedIn, of Mm -hmm. all places, right, LinkedIn, (laughs) about um, this whole idea of just, like, up and leaving your job. Yes. So um, one of the things... So this all kind of sparked from um, the defensive back, the Buffalo Bills defensive back, Bonte Davis. Who just like up and left the game like Mm -hmm. halftime. He was like, sorry, I'm done. I'm not going back. This was back in like September. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I don't see anything wrong with it. I agree with him. (laughs) Like seriously, Mm -hmm. have you ever been at a job and you're just like enough is enough?
0: Well, not yet. But, um, <laughs> no, never...
1: any job ever in your life?
0: Uh, Yes, definitely. And then I'm pretty sure, because I'm not that old, I quit. Yeah, definitely.
1: Right. Yeah. And I've never just up and left a job. Like, yeah, I've never just like been like, oh, I'm going on my lunch break, and I've never gone back. I've had people I've interviewed tell me that they've done that. And, mm-hmm. of course, I'm like, have a nice life. Because like, oh, wow. people are just super inappropriate, and they don't know what they should and shouldn't say in interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, But I've never done that. And I've had times with like working in customer service. I wanted to punch somebody dead in the face or punch my manager dead in the yeah, face. <laughs> yeah. And I still went back and I, you know, I sucked it up because A, it was like, it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. Um, or B, I need this money. <laughs> there's that. Yes, there's that. Right. Um, and I think too, I just, I've never been shitty at a job. Like if I say I'm going to do the job, I'm going to do the job. Mm-hmm. And then if I've decided that this job is the fucking worst, then I will quit the way... Most people quit. Give your notice? What? You say give your notice? Yeah, I'll yeah. give my notice. Even if it's like, I think like at Brandeis I the phone-a-thon, and like one of the supervisors, I just couldn't stand her. I just hated her guts. <laughs> yes. And I used to sit next to a friend. And she didn't like us sitting next to each other because we were chatty. But I was like, but girl, we knocking these numbers out the park. So just let it go. Yeah. And so she couldn't let it go. So she separated us. So one day she separated us and I put our seats back together. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I moved those for a reason. And I think I got real stink with her. And then I came back the next day and I was like, I quit to the manager.
0: Oh, I wish I would have been there to see
1: that. <laughs> yeah, it was like very childish. But we were young. I mean, you we were like 18, <laughs> I was 21, like 21. 22. 21. Yeah, I think I was like twenty twenty one. Yeah, Yeah, still young. Yeah. And then like, honestly, it was like I remember Robin, she was the lady, like the faculty, the staff member who, mm-hmm. who headed it. And she was like, um, well, if we gave you a raise and remember, phone that was like the most money you can make on campus. Mm-hmm. She, she offered me like a quarter raise. And I was like, it's not the money. I had like three jobs. You did. I always had like three jobs in college, mm-hmm. but I was like, it's not the money. I was like, it's the environment. I was like, no, if this girl's going to be managing me, I don't want no part to this. And I left.
0: Nothing wrong with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I was like, I never quit a job before. Before that, I never quit a job. So I was just kind of like, oh my god, like
0: wow, yeah. Well, I think you, the guy who the football player, yeah. I don't know that much. Vontae Davis. Vontae Davis, but he quit <laughs> his sort of quitting was uh, surrounding the Me Too and everything that's going on. Not the Me Too. I'm sorry, taking knee. Mm-hmm. Everything that's going on with the NFL. And yeah, I think he just had it because a lot of people were upset that he walked out. They say, Oh, you should have finished the whole game.
1: Why and, though? Yeah. Why? Why should he have? Let me yeah. tell you something. That football is a is an extremely physically taxing game. I don't the average person has no clue how dangerous it is yeah. for a Very player yeah. every time they get on that field. Mm-hmm. And so my perspective is I get how, you know, as a team, the owners, the manager, whoever, you feel like, shit, like, how do you just up and abandon us right in the middle of the game? Mm -hmm. Um, At least see the game through. But once he made up in his mind that this was something he couldn't do anymore, why would he risk his life a a moment longer? Like, a second longer? Like, yeah, because you can say that, and then he comes back, he plays in the second half, and somebody takes his knee out you know and there's his career right not even just it's his livelihood. career, right there there's like they he could have gotten seriously harmed mm-hmm. to the point of irreparable damage yeah. whereas yes now he wants to go and do this other thing and he has restrictions or he can't do certain things now because of that so again like i agree listen if this is you basically standing in front of a mac truck mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time you get on that field, because that's the weight of what's coming at you, why do it a moment longer if you have already made up in your mind, you've decided this doesn't move you forward in your life? Exactly. Yeah. I think that's crazy. But, you know, a bunch of people on LinkedIn did not agree with me. (laughs) What did they say? Well, Well, they're just like, you know, with, with team sports, I think that's the biggest thing. You know, there's a camaraderie. It's not just about you. It's about your team. It's unprofessional. And I'm just like, you're full no. of shit. When it comes to something, and <laughs> I don't know
0: that much about this particular incident, but I think when it comes to something that is just, it speaks to your morals and who you want to be as a, a human being and what's going on in our country right now, then that's the most important thing. And it's like, honestly, let's be real. Those athletes are replaceable. They will find someone oh. else to replace them. And also, if they decided to get rid of him, or he was injured, you know, and this he didn't decide to walk off the field or something, his money isn't guaranteed. Oh no, football,
1: forget it. No, and and he made like five million dollars for the season, and that's great. Yeah, that's great. That's more than enough money for him to just like invest and then chill on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which I hope he does. Yeah, Vontae Davis, please make that money work for you. Don't don't be like all these other guys. Don't be broke in like a year. Please know, like open up a Five Guys or something, open up an Orange Theory Fitness, like get yourself Invest some businesses. Your Invest your money. Because honestly, I could probably live the rest of my life on $5 million. Like, I am not even lying. Like, the rest of my life. And I ain't that old. So, yes. <laughs> I don't need that
0: much in life. Yeah, just I FYI, I remember her. We were doing some hypothetical of money that, yeah, some small amount of money that we would win. And less I think it was less than five million dollars, <laughs> and she came up with, she's like, "Hey, if I could live on like eighteen thousand a year
1: doing easy, i highly doubt the eighteen well, thousand a year." Hey, million. and anybody who might want to like uh, employ me for a contract job, I'm gonna need more than that. I need oh, more than eighteen thousand. No, this is just a, if
0: say she could get that money and live <laughs> her life the way she wanted to live and do the things that she wanted to do, or even take some time off and figure out what she wanted to do. Yeah. She came up, she said, "No, I could live off this amount of money."
1: And, honestly, I, and, I have, yes. and I have. And I have. Listen, at the, as a freelance writer, listen, you you, you learn to live on, like, mm-hmm. not a lot. Okay. But honestly, it's like, I think part of it is just the United States and the way that we live. We live <laughs> in excess, like no one's business. And it's totally fine, like, for people who want, if they want more and more and more. But I think that we are just kind of trained Right, We live in an economy of consumerism, so we're trained that like no car can be fast enough, no house can be big enough, no clothes can be nice enough where you can't ever have enough of any of these things that you need more and more and more, and I'm just like, I'm not saying I'm gonna live like a minimalist, but um, half that stuff, I'm just like, I don't need this mm-hmm. i can I can recognize i yeah, I can definitely make the distinction between. I really like this thing and I'm going to put it to great use and just, oh, it's so pretty, I want it. (laughs) So I've learned as I've gotten older to stop doing the latter.
0: (laughs) Impressive. Very difficult for some
1: people. I mean, but again, like I said, it's just like, this is what you're being fed, right? Consumerism, everything around you, all the messages around you are telling you to want more, want more, want more. So that's what happens. Um, And it's a huge machine. So it's not something you're just going to fight against uh, like on your own it's, it's not something you're gonna recognize when you're brought up in it so yeah yeah it's one of those things um, but yeah this that, this whole thing with Vontae Davis it's interesting because um I feel like we just put a lot of emphasis on sports like entertainment is huge, right We want to be entertained all the time exactly. and sports I think is probably one of the highest forms of entertainment around the world mm-hmm. and so we just we invest so much like time and energy and personal like inventory into athletes. Yeah. So when they do things that we don't particularly agree with, we get very 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 passionate about it. Exactly. <laughs> so right. I think part of, you know, it's people feeling the way that they feel, and I think a lot of it is people are projecting, right? The people who all want to leave their job but don't have the power to do that, they get pissed off when other people have the ability to do that exactly
0: because I know a lot of people who are probably upset with you on LinkedIn who weren't who didn't like their jobs or weren't happy with their jobs if they have the ability to just up and leave then they would because I think if you're if you are in a working a work environment and it's that bad that hostile you know whatever that may be that you want to leave and you could you would go you would quit that day if it's for your mental sanity and your sanity and mm. your mental health then you should leave and there's nothing wrong with that because. If they wanted to fire you, they aren't going to give you two weeks. To say we're gonna fire you in two weeks. Well, no, no.
1: fireation is immediate. Exactly,
0: pay. you are gone, and they don't care what you have. You're like, well, I just need that that two week paycheck so that I can meet
1: this <laughs> bill
0: that I have, and then I'm in the clear. <laughs> and you just hold off. They're gonna go, no, you need to be let go now.
1: Well, they might also manage you out. That's a thing
0: too. I guess, but not after not after they're gonna bring you in and tell you that they're firing you because then, you know I could just act a mess. I mean, hopefully you would not. But well, no,
1: of course, there's not. no guarantee. It's, there's no a
0: security on their end. So they can't trust you.
1: Well, is it smart that you just quit if you think you're going to get fired? It's like when you were in junior high, and you break up with him before he broke up with you. No, because (laughs) if you... You're because, just like they call you in the office, like, "Hey, um, you're like, you know what? I think this isn't working for me. Next Friday is gonna be my last day." Because, so you kind of call the shot. But what is it when you? How do you get severance again? Severance is when you're. That's only if you're like laid off. Yeah. That's, that's the company's thing, right? Yes. Due to no fault of your own, mm-hmm. that they have to part ways with you, and you're not always guaranteed a severance. No, some that's companies true. are just like Sometimes, have a nice life yeah, when you got no money. That's that's definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I mean, I would say that that's smart, right? If you feel like you're getting managed out, then you should quit. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you don't want to
0: let your new employer know that you were fired right. or something. Yeah. You
1: should never, ever, ever want, uh, be in the position to have to defend what happened at your previous job. But also, too, like you said, like you need that two-week paycheck. Exactly. So call the shots then. If you know you're shitty at your job, <laughs> you've been shitty, mm-hmm. if you're not going to... you know. Pull your manager into the office and say, hey, I've been shitty. I really apologize. You know, this is what I need to be better or this is what's been going on. And now that we're past that point, I can be better. And they trust and believe in you. Then, yeah, you should just be like, look, I think we both know that (laughs) this isn't working out right that this isn't this isn't the most ideal position for my skill set that is how Mm -hmm. you should phrase that you should say i think that this job calls for a different way of thinking or a different um type of skill sets and i'm not able to bring those to the table in the time or the manner in which you need and so i think it might be best for me to move on or for us to part ways um I would like to finish out the week you know for scheduling purposes and that and you know do as much as i can to help out the team for the rest of the week exactly. blah, blah blah um or however long but then a it's you being able to call the shots when your last day is gonna be so you know you need that little money <laughs> just smart. See, look right at this. but then also well as someone who has hired and fired yes. uh-huh. and managed people, out how many people do
0: you think you've fired
1: oh i don't know what don't... do
0: you remember the first person that you fired
1: too. Was it difficult
0: for you or did you think this person needs to be like a, were you that worried about that? person should not how-
1: have ever been hired in the first place, but I wasn't the person who hired them. So I didn't have any control over that. So when I took over that team, I just had to deal with it. So, okay. Okay. So I gave, you, you didn't feel as bad. I didn't feel bad at all. Listen, mm-hmm. I gave this person the time to get her shit together. Oh, okay. Right. We had several conversations about what I needed from her. Mm-hmm. And her claim was that the person who did hire her or the person who was the manager at the time was so bad. That's why she was so bad, mm-hmm. which is stupid, mm-hmm. by the way. That is a really stupid thing. Um, if you're bad at your job, there can be several reasons and it might not be because you are, but it, it can't ever be about another person's um uh, their performance like it just yeah. can't and never say that to yourself. an employer worry about yourself mm-hmm. like you just you can't ever say that to an employer and be taken seriously yeah. in that comment it's That's just good. really ridiculous mm-hmm. um but yeah no um and she went crazy i mean she spit on the floor she told spit me <laughs> she spit floor. her gum on the floor she told me that we were going to continue to pay her because She's going to get unemployment. And then, you know, at that point, I was so amused that I was just like, oh, please explain this to me. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I'm still going to be on your payroll, baby. And I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, let me just explain to you how unemployment works. So I what did she say when you explained it to her? And then she she just got mad and she just left. And that was when she kind of spit on the floor and like ran out. And I had to like tell her like, you need to leave. And then she said, she's going to have somebody waiting outside of me. And I was like, cool. Oh, wow. Wow. I was like, okay, girl, you do that. I
0: like her. I like her. Yeah,
1: it was very amusing. Um, And it it was one of those things too, where it was like, you know, I was just the assistant manager and, you know, I reached out to the manager and I was like, look, I'm firing her today. And I reached out to HR. I reached, I reached out to HR and was like, listen, this, this, and this happened. And at this point, we have to part ways. Like, at this point, it's just, it's not, it doesn't make sense for the business. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right, fire." He was just like, call your manager and ask him to swing by so that you have, you know, a superior present just in case anything happens. Mm-hmm. And clearly everything happened. Um, But she needed to be fired. She was the worst. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think people... You know, it begs this question, right? Of like, what's the the proper way to leave your job? We'll go ahead and say that's not.
0: No, no. <laughs> you only have your reputation. At least, I, that's what I think. Right. So you want to maintain that because people talk depending on what sort of um, what is it called, not background or industry you're in. Oh, A lot of sure. people know each other, and word of oh, mouth spreads, sure. and you don't want to leave. bad taste even if you didn't get along with those people you felt like they were disrespectful there's also a certain way of letting them know you felt like they were disrespectful they were rude or they didn't treat you the right way your reputation is very important right i don't think a lot of people realize that
1: yeah and i think you should also always ask for an exit interview Mm -hmm. when you're leaving if, if you're leaving a job to go on to another company you weren't fired you weren't let go and there wasn't any bad blood or anything um you should always ask for an exit interview you should be helpful you should tell them these are ways in which i see we can improve uh, whether or not that's just giving employees um, more or better tools to do their job mm-hmm. or um, different ways that they can make like the workflow workflow more efficient. like there, there are ways that you can leave your job where, A, you don't burn a bridge, even if you hated the people, even if you hated exactly. the job, even if you thought that it was a toxic place. There's always at least someone there who's good or something, but you never know, like you said, when you're going to cross paths with these people in that industry or in another industry yeah, exactly. right yeah. the world can be very small, be very small. <laughs> and your world, your networks can be very small especially depending on where you live mm-hmm. so i mean while i think Vontae davis was justified in the way that he did it um you know i i, I think that that has to be taken into account right this was this is him putting life in limb in harm's way every time he got on that field exactly so leaving abruptly in the way that he did i think makes sense Mm -hmm. um whereas for other jobs it's like well no you don't want to just fuck people over no no yeah no no, i recently left um an awesome team of people Mm -hmm. um you know and my my goal there was um in leaving was to try to make sure I set them up for success, right? Make sure the team was together. The team was straight. Um, and that the person taken over would also have the tools to not only do what I had been doing, but to improve on, yeah. on the foundation that I had already set out and to dig up some of it, right? Anything that I said, you coming in with fresh eyes, you see this doesn't work. If that doesn't work, change it, fix it. I do not take that person. I don't, I'm not going to be upset about that. Like, I put this in place. Yeah. I'm like, look, there's going to be times when you put something in place and it just either doesn't work anymore or it never worked and you just didn't have the time or the resources or whatever to revamp it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes having somebody fresh coming in, they have the opportunity to do that. It's a good good idea. Exactly. Well, that's be... you
0: being humble in a sense and then also checking your ego, but which... Not, which... You, I think it's difficult for some people. Yeah, not an excuse, right? But people need to recognize they need to get a hold of that. I don't think a lot of people can check their egos and be humble about and grateful for the opportunities they have.
1: But with with this in particular, with that role, I felt like this was like my baby to some extent because I helped grow this thing from the ground up. So, in if I'm leaving, I want to make sure a I'm leaving it in good hands, but also, you know that it, it. it's going to grow right that's a whole purpose so have I put things in place to help this thing grow and mature and if I haven't then I need to be able to recognize that Mm -hmm. because yeah you gotta get out of your own way like your ego is not helping anything it you know if you're sitting there standing in a sinking ship then everybody's just going down it's stupid if somebody comes in and bring a lifeboat hop your ass in the lifeboat
0: Analogy, yeah, right. not a
1: great one either. Yeah. Not a great one, but I got you know. it. I got it. <laughs> it's the simplest way to say that, gonna right? Nobody Go wants to be on a but yeah, I just for me, it was. I was so invested in this, I, I was so invested in seeing the growth and the maturity that it was just like, this is not about me mm-hmm. and whether or not I want to pat myself on the back for what I've done.
0: Yeah, and like
1: that doesn't move the conversation forward, so, so. yeah, well speaking of moving the conversation forward i do want to move on and because this kind of had me thinking a little bit about because that whole Vontae davis is still going to make that five million dollars mm-hmm. and living off five million dollars for how long how long could you live off five million dollars realistically?
0: and this is after taxes like i'm taking five million home um
1: sure let's say after taxes
0: okay i, I suppose <laughs> i mean i would definitely try to invest my money i don't that's a lot of money to get in all in one sitting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would get a an accountant, a personal accountant or something, and they would lead me. I would follow them. They say this is what you need to do to make it you grow.
1: Absolutely, have not answered
0: the question.
1: Oh, I guess. Well, you no, know, I guess. This <laughs> oh, were really, you getting there? Yeah, my I'm bad. getting there. Yeah, this not is like right,
0: usually not when bad. people ask me, as my boyfriend will <laughs> attest to. Yes, it takes me a while to answer the question. Did you say your boyfriend? Yes. Oh don't
1: you mean your fiancé? Fiancé, yeah. Aw, oh, Stanley recently got engaged yeah. just, what, three weeks, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks from today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh. yes I am in you my life. You have to get used to saying fiancé. I don't want to get you keep used to saying fiancé. Fiancé seems weird Well, say. you can't go from boyfriend to husband. That's I can still say boyfriend.
0: Uh, and I don't want to say partner. Partner also sounds old. Like It's like, it, not old. It just doesn't sound appealing. Do you partner. know how partner
1: sounds, though, I think? What? It sounds gay. No, so hear me out because okay. somebody's like <laughs> yeah, something like... right now. No, so I've noticed this. So working in fitness, we would have people um have to fill out like onboarding paperwork, and mm-hmm. you know, we need emergency contacts, right, just in case anything happens to you. And I found that women would put partner mm-hmm. if they were of a certain age, but men. Okay. If they weren't married, right? They're not we're married. Good. They're not engaged. Mm-hmm. What you say? We'll put girlfriend. Right. Men would yeah. put girlfriend, but women would put partner. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that I say partner, and I'll write partner as well really? because I just, yeah, because I just feel like we're too old to be calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend on paper. Like yeah. when I write it down, it seems immature to say Al's my boyfriend. We're in our mid thirties. But do you think
0: also like? <laughs> Because there's definitely some sort of gender sort of thing, if, if that's what you feel. There's def- I feel like, do you think it's yes. women are worrying about how they're perceived and women getting older means a certain thing. Whereas men, they don't have to worry about that much. Our men are trying to reclaim their youth. So they the same girlfriend sounds
1: young. Yeah, I never even them. thought of it that, that way. I thought that men were saying girlfriend because if they say partner, then people automatically assume that they're gay.
0: Uh, maybe in America, apparently in the, U- yes. in the U.S. I mean, sorry, like other countries. Yes. They say partner. They say
1: partner, right. It, it's definitely an American thing. I think when you say partner, people automatically think gay. And then you say, oh yeah, my partner, Stephen and I. And then they're like, oh, okay. So she's just using partner. But if you say my partner, people, I think there there is a clear picture in their head that it might be Allison. You know what I mean? Until you clarify whether or not male or female. Whereas if a man, I think if a man says partner, it's like, oh yeah, that is gay. Like, mm-hmm. he's gay. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody thinks twice about it. And then if he's like, my partner, Cheryl, Cheryl you know, and if Cheryl, Cheryl is female, right, then it's like, oh, okay, he said partner. But I think, and I think that's why men don't use it. They say girlfriend, but then women will say partner and it could be pertaining to male or female.
0: I think I'm I'm getting to that age where possibly a lot of people my age or older will say, uh, obviously older, will use the partner. I'm not as familiar with it. Because I I do have to say, though, when a woman says it's her boyfriend, when they're older, or even a man, if a man says girlfriend and they're older, it seems a little bit like, uh, it's a little weird because you expect everyone to be married. Right.
1: a 52-year-old woman saying my boyfriend seems a little immature. It seems odd.
0: Yeah, but I feel like... I, I, we have to just go along with that what else I don't want to say I don't want to say partner so I'm I'm going to be 62 and who knows I'm like, oh that's my boyfriend it's yeah that's W-y. what I was going to ask like, like, because I'm like who cares <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say it's partner also doesn't sound like there's I mean partner I know what the word means it doesn't sound boyfriend sounds like you have having fun with that person you love them <laughs> partner sounds like you love them but you guys just hold hands all the time boyfriend <laughs>
1: sounds youthful hmm it sounds like there's a little bit of fun and witty. Sounds fun,
0: yeah. Partner also <laughs> just, it. partner seems, we. I know partner for life. It, I, and I'm pretty sure for a lot of gay people, they probably started saying partner because they wanted it to be, it's a little, people probably wouldn't, yeah, I'm a guy, I'm not saying boyfriend, then it's an automatic sort of marker that you're gay. I think for a lot of people, to me, I feel like that's probably what happened as well.
1: Well, the the irony is that then it turned into that, right? Because if if you were a man and you were married to a woman, you would say my wife. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So partner became a thing where if you were gay, then you say my partner because you didn't want to say my husband or my wife. And also too because unfortunately, um, homosexuals weren't able to, to get married. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, you couldn't say my wife, you couldn't say my husband. And it was like, well, you have this union like a marriage, but then what does that make you into major partners? That's true. So that's the, that's the interesting thing. And I mm-hmm. guess heterosexuals decided they wanted to reclaim this word.
0: I wonder how... How I'll, dare you? I wonder <laughs> before that, like say before like gay people, because I'm pretty sure there were lots of gay people who used partner because they felt like, well, I'm not gonna subscribe to this sort of heterosexual way of being. Pretty sure there's a small segment of people who did that. But I wonder where straight people, like older women, older men, same partner, before gay people in mainstream, like as we sort of became to know it, were same partner. Like like 50, 60 years ago, Mm -hmm. if people were together forever, not forever, but that was their sort of lifelong partner. Were they saying partner? Were they saying companion? When gay people weren't really out in the open,
1: they were saying husband or wife because you got married at like twelve. Well, I suppose,
0: but I know <laughs> that they we were couples. Who date didn't date the way
1: we date now yeah, at
0: all. I, <laughs> and I guess fifty years doesn't sound like a long time because it isn't in history. But it's funny how drastically things were, how different things were fifty oh, years for
1: ago. Sure. Yeah. Well, Alan and I were talking about that uh, yesterday. Because we were talking about how, well, I was talking about how if I had a child Mm -hmm. tomorrow, I'd be 70 when the child's my age. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And his mom is not even 60 yet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, damn, like your mom had you at 22. Mm -hmm. And he's like, come on, all our parents had us around that age. I'm like, it's very true. But then, like our generation, we're all having kids like now. Later. Yeah. Right. So, like, like our kids, if we have a kid in a year, two years, they're not going to be like the odd kid out with the old ass parents. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like most yeah. of our friends, you we know, don't are like getting married and having children now because they were like career first. But it's so interesting. And It's it just like it, it wasn't that long ago. No. It really was. not Very
0: really. We one of Josh's friends. He has his. He's around our age. And his parents are in their 70s. So, and they're pretty old. I mean, they have some, you know, they, they're, yeah. It, right. it creates also some issues. But um, Right.
1: that That's my biggest thing, though, right? Mm-hmm. Is, like, if I have kids, like, too old, and I'm just like, oh, what if my kids don't have their shit together? And then... Who gonna take care of me like you know exactly. it's just like yeah. i'm gonna be so old while they're still so young mm-hmm. and they wouldn't be expected to have their shit together at oh, that God. age yeah. they would still be relying on their parents oh, and, and i was like i'm gonna be like please guys i just want to retire
0: yeah. like i need you to graduate <laughs> well josh's father
1: 71 72 right that's up there you know, and you're yeah. like, oh, you gotta drive me around and all this other stuff. But your kids are still all, I want to travel and quit my job.
0: <laughs> like, and like, know.
1: how do you, child? We listen, Bonte Davis. I'll let you. Hopefully, you know. just
0: birth an eight year old, and it <laughs> will <he'll> be <familiar. laughs>
1: Like they just come out ten years old. out like, hey mom, hey dad.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or they
1: come out like thirty, and you can name them Sheila. We were kind of talking a little bit about being old as shit. Yeah, and, and possibly having children. children,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to know, uh, from Sheldon, would you have your children, would you be mom, would you be Emmy? what would you be?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I actually haven't thought about that one. I guess we'll see how it flows.
0: I remember before, a while <laughs> ago, we talked about this, I just kind of, it came up in conversation. I think you were more responsive to Emmy. And then I was like, well, what, your husband, what if he also was not the same religion? Would he be Abba? Or would he just be
1: dad? I feel like the the dad ends up being whatever the mom decides the dad is going to be called. You know? Yeah. Like, the dad is not like, you call me daddy. Like, Mm -hmm. no. I feel like it's like, the mom's like, and there's daddy. And then that's what the kid's going to call them. Mm -hmm. So the mom will dictate both titles. Mm Mm-hmm. At least that's how I grew up. Yeah, mm-hmm. we. I mean, my mom was Emmy, and my my siblings, my sisters' kids call them all Emmy mm-hmm. as well. So I don't know, maybe, but I mean, it is what it is. I don't. It's like whatever to me. That's not as important mm-hmm. as things like would I let my son wear a tutu? Mm-hmm. You know, because would he like it. Would you let your son wear a tutu? And uh, or so, would you beat him? No. <laughs> that, whoa there are a lot yeah. of things between letting him wear it and beating him no i feel like don't beat those things out of kids kids are so like at that age where they have not quite been influenced by all of the negativity of society and like we look at things from an adult perspective yes. right so we know what the consequences of things are but kids don't i say let them do it right yeah. like don't Don't stop them when they're enterprising. Sometimes it's like they seem like they sassing you, but you can't help but be entertained or admire it. Like, yeah, I say encourage it. I mean, I feel like a little boy wants to wear a tutu. What what is the implication there? That he likes this like pink fluffy thing because he's four. Yeah, and kids <laughs>
0: love big things,
1: that right? Are colorful things that move differently, things that are interesting, things yeah. with texture. So I say whatever. Mm-hmm. My my concern is how society takes it, right? But I feel like, and I'm hoping that by the time I have a four year old child, if that is to happen, yes, that it, no one would care, yeah. like that that they'd be like. Oh yeah, look at that little boy with that tutu. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty color, exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Like, and that it wouldn't be any implication other than this little boy likes to wear a tutu. And mm-hmm. if it turned out to be anything more than just he likes to wear a tutu, who the fuck cares? Yeah. How is he bothering you? Exactly. <laughs> like okay, Kids. and he's living his life, living his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like celebrities are like they kind of have a lot of say in that um because their kids live such a different life
0: yeah.
1: that you know it it can seem bizarre to somebody just sitting in their living room watching this thing but um their children tend to pave the way for doing the very like non-conventional mm-hmm. shit yeah yeah which i think is 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 very cool in a sense but then also it can be a little warped cuz you know yeah, we're like well different. that yeah. child has a lot of money mm-hmm. And protection and privilege. Shelter, you do not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, no, The um, I don't know if you saw that thing about um, Ashley Graham's new podcast where she had Kim Kardashian on it, and she was talking about Kanye giving her a million dollars, like mm-hmm. a million dollar check Yeah. for Mother's Day.
0: Yeah, I did hear about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So, yeah, her kids are growing up in that kind of household where yeah. mommy gets a million dollars for Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um i thought it was interesting too and i think it was something like people were asking if she would cash the check or something like that yeah yeah why did she cash the hell check? yeah you better cash like, that yeah. check because he gave it to me it was a gift yeah it was a gift so the whole story anybody that doesn't know is that she was approached by a clothing brand or clothing company to post an instagram picture and they were going to pay her a mm-hmm. million dollars to post this Instagram picture which it's a whole nother thing in itself. What the hell? I need to get my followers up. Yeah, I mean, she, Kim Kardashian's what, in the top five most followed people or something? She's very likely one of the most famous people. She is the, one of the most famous people in the world. Definitely. In definitely. the world. Um, But that's crazy. A million dollars for one Instagram post. Yeah, she. Listen, I wouldn't say anything in it, but whatever that brand is. That'd mm-hmm. be the whole thing. It'd be like eight different ways of saying that brand and then that'd be all the hashtags 12 times hashtag just that brand's name and then i'd be like hashtag repost (laughs) hashtag repost no that's crazy but a million dollars to post one instagram photo and kanye was like please do not because this brand knocks off yeezy (laughs) she
0: kind of knew before it seems like she may have known that before i guess that's why she went to him and Oh, really? brought yeah, it up that's interesting. and then you brought up it's just kind of why would you even why would this even be a discussion yeah, I but mean, I guess maybe she wanted to see what the impact what he thought the impact would be if she did do this but well,
1: we already know the impact right that's true. <laughs> that people will be looking for those clothes and Instead their of... site will crash because it will be such an influx of people from around the world yeah. trying to shop their stuff mm-hmm. so Kanye was smart because he approached this from a very business perspective exactly. which was exactly. I'll pay you that money to not <laughs> work mm-hmm. with a brand that's knocking off my stuff and I think what was it also he gave her papers outlining that she like now owns has a owns a percentage of yeah. Yeezy which I mean it makes sense that if she's going to be your biggest spokesperson right because we all know if she's wearing the clothes and she's talking about the clothes people will be interested in the clothes yeah, so smart. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have to make her any kind of owner. Oh, he did not have to give her any percentage of the but company.
0: But it gives her more incentive to to have the absolutely sort of rep right. for the brand because right. it fills her pockets as well.
1: Exactly. Which, but I mean, to some extent, like you, it's I'm not husband. right. I'm not judging because mm-hmm. I say to each their own, and exactly. however you manage your relationship, whatever you do is your business. But if hey, this is my spouse, right? Mm-hmm our money is our money. Also, do I not support your brand and what you do? So you don't really have to pay me Mm -hmm. to wear the clothes unless they're horrible. If they're terrible looking clothes, then yeah, you're going to have to pay me. Maybe that's how she feels about it. Hey, you know what? Maybe Maybe Kim, you don't like the clothes, Kim. It's okay, Kim. (laughs) Then make that man pay you. You done changed up your whole style, girl. yeah Yeah. no i mean if you like the clothes then you are going to wear them anyway you should be glad you get them for free (laughs) that's true
0: but then yeah i agree like if you're kind of because she obviously can wear so many different brands clothes that are probably i don't know but closer to her aesthetic closer to things she probably thinks his brand is cute maybe let's say even if she thinks it's cute but Mm. there are other brands that she loves if he makes her partner in that some parts whatever it may be gives her a percentage she's much she's going to it's more incentive for her. Oh, it? of
1: course! If she's met with the, you know, the choice of do I wear this easy, you know, mm-hmm. outfit or do I throw on that bombing jacket, I love. Jeep? Right. Yeah. We're filming. Let me go ahead and throw on this. easy. Yeah, especially, yeah. especially if they're filming. Especially if they're filming, it's like you, you're on a reality show. Mm-hmm. You're filming, and people are going to see what you're wearing all the time. So yeah.
0: I do think yeah. it's smart of him to do, like you said, very smart of him. So it just
1: because he's just like, I know my wife's not going to like
0: everything that I put out, then listen, I'm making you owner, part owner of this, so you're much more likely to do it. If I ask, then it's not going to be an issue because I asked because, you know, hey, I'm going to get some money for this too.
1: Well, that that was Kanye using the the good sides of mm-hmm. Kanye's brain <laughs> and being able to kill both of those stones, right? At both of those stones, both of those birds, mm-hmm. right? Because it was Hey, I get to keep my wife happy and do something nice for her while I'm asking her to, like, make this decision that impacts my business Mm -hmm. or that's going to, you know, have that could that essentially could have had a negative effect on my business. I'm asking her to not do that, which I'm saying I'll put that money in your pocket and then I'll take it a step further. Yeah, so. I mean, obviously, she believes in him because she's still with that man. Yeah. So, hey. you know, despite all the other stuff.
0: Who knows? No well, one yeah. knows what really goes on in a relationship. And also, you said kill two birds with one stone. I just want to know if anyone knows, where does that saying come from and why do we use it? Because it's not. I mean, people like birds. Like, why do we want to kill birds with one stone? Like, where does well, the saying
1: come from? Like what does it mean? I feel
0: like most things like that come from somewhere. Should
1: I look this up while? Yeah, like, like
0: it comes from somewhere. Where back in the day, we're like, like trying to, yeah, to kill, eat. yeah, to eat, yes, eat foods and you know, right. foods to eat to capture and hunt their. Okay, food. y'all
1: might hear some of the sounds in the background and typing and stuff because so, um, I'm going to look this up while. Where so the scene is? What to kill, kill two, two birds with one kill stone? Kill two birds with one stone. So I guess a minimal sure amount of effort. From. Yeah,
0: like you're just like hey. If, I throw my stones, I kill two birds. That means I don't have to throw two of them to get two or three birds, you know? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm pretty sure stones are not difficult to come by, but the least amount of work that garners the same result, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> that's funny. We have the things we say. The sayings, the phrases. Well, we were talking about um, the a bird in the hand, right? bird in the
0: hand a bird in the hand yeah no what does that mean i'm sorry i
1: don't know this <laughs> thing a bird in the hand. What the the uh, was it a bird in the hand um is better than oh, damn it now i'm, I'm, I'm losing it because i'm always shortening it up to a bird in the hand but a bird in the hand is better than um like one in the bush or whatever is it oh, damn it now i'm gonna have to look that up well, you say,
0: don't, what is the other one? Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. That one is just crazy. That one it's is just like, a stupid. Well, one. A gift horse. But I guess, you know what? Maybe that comes from horses were a way to people to like, they were animals of burden. Like, you could use them to carriages and to pull stuff and to plow things. So it's like, if someone came and gave you a horse, you're like, I'm going to make it. I'm going it. Well, no, no. It's don't it's look, it's don't look a gift horse in the mouth. When. <laughs> When were uh, when was the time where horses were I very want important? I to
1: never say that again. But we were. But have to say that. Is it? Well, oh if you think God. about
0: when was the time where horses were most important to human beings, and they were gift horses. No, no, no. I'm saying like if someone maybe that <laughs> oh saying came from someone like farm days, like when you know we were still on farms and making oh our living that way. If someone gave you a horse, you took that.
1: Or, oh God! Right? Oh no! So it just came to me, right. A burden in the hand is worth uh, more than two in the bush, right? That one makes sense, right? A burden in the hand is you already have this you thing. Have it. yeah. It's worth more than what you than you thinking you can get more out there elsewhere, right? Okay. Two in the bush. You don't have the two in the you bush. You think two there's in the two bush. in the bush. They're you hiding. can go for them, they may and great, there. there might be two in the bush, but you don't know that for sure. What you do know oh, is that the one away. that you have. Mm-hmm. Right. That's okay. Good. So let's see. I'm I'm looking on fluency translation. Oh, this is like someone's WordPress. Two to kill two birds with one stone seems pretty violent, huh? <laughs> 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 it makes her get, uh but it says, but even if a particular idiom makes sense in regard to what's portraying, uh its origin still may be lost to time. Right. Um so from the 1600s where it first arose according to wisegeek.com uh, was met as a way for philosopher to prove two arguments with one solution okay i get that but still let's see let's get there the implication was that killing two birds at one time is extremely challenging and unlikely and that the philosopher's attempt should be viewed with extreme suspicion eventually the, the idiom pulled itself away from the philosopher's argument and landed into the lap of any two things completed at once no. all right this isn't helping we might have to do no. um, a little bit more research on this we don't have a lot of time right now because we do have to wrap up um so i'm going to do more research on this because i do want to know like where this for real originated from mm-hmm. but i'm pretty sure it's got something to do with like hunting Right. Okay. Yeah. Kill two birds with one stone. It's yeah. like, well, you probably have to go out and gather stones. Some good right? stones. Good right. And so stones. it's like, well, if you could kill two birds with one stone, that's now value. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You'd be like, a, you know, old Yusuf, he can kill two birds well, with one right. stone. why I had to be Yusuf. I don't I'm think I'm like, trying to you think you think just playing with his name.
1: You like, caveman. Yusuf. Yeah, caveman Yusuf. <laughs> like,
0: like, <laughs> like, his name was Ugh. That's his name. Ugh. You know, Ugh. He was, wow. He's he a great
1: hunter. That's hilarious. Okay, honey. Um, yes. Would you like to plug anything or share any of your pages? Well,
0: um, I have an Instagram following. It is StandrickW, W S T A N D R I C K W. That's my handle. My real name is Standrick, for those who don't know. Ooh, Which
1: Standrick. Is, everyone is. Yeah. 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 And then you can also follow me at Always Fashion Week. So, um, and feel free if you have comments, questions, concerns to email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail com. Also, if you write us a message where um you are so passionate about how much you hate us or something that we've said, go ahead and write that in too and we might read it and then we'll read you. Mm-hmm. So you've been warned. <laughs> uh, also I like that. <laughs> I just came up with it yeah, too, right on the top of the You can also check out my book, The Joe Burke Juggle. It is available on Amazon, also as a Kindle book. Um, so yeah, like I said, reach out to us, and we will see you next time. Sash scratch that real smooth rubber The undercover level make it moves on your buffer If I have to It's only natural that I rap to Any girl walking through my hood